Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the legendary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be here to help you be the best version of you that you can be. I'm glad you're here, so let's get to it. Oh man, am I excited for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Johnny King Show. I'm your host. And today we're jumping into the wonderful world of relationships. And I feel like, at least in my experience, there's nothing that's been more important or sacred or a more profound subject on earth than relationships. It's what I've always loved <laughs> getting myself into, talking about, um, you know, just experiencing people through relationships. And, and it's one of those things that my my grandfather who learned to who learned who lived to 98 years old taught me before he passed away he said the secret to life is through sharing you know nothing happens in life um when there isn't some type of play through relationship you know you have a relationship with yourself your relationship with your significant other with uh business partners there's relationship to like nothing happens uh, until there's some type of give and take, um, even in the world economy, through Mother Nature. And so that's why I love the whole topic of relationships, because we are always relating to and in relationship to something. <clears throat> but I do know that uh, of all of the areas of my life, there's been no other that has you know, allowed me the opportunity to to make as many mistakes <laughs> as I've made in relationships. Um, and if you, you know, don't live in a bubble and you've been in relationships with other people, you've you've probably learned how it can be an area that can be most profound, uh, and yet can also be the source of the greatest level of pain. Right. So. Uh, although we could talk about a lot of relationships, I want to talk about today our intimate relationships, our romantic relationships uh, with your significant other. And whether you're straight or gay listening to this episode, it doesn't matter. And for all future episodes, so much of the interactions and relationships still have to do with polarity. And even in a gay relationship, there's still going to be a polarity between the masculine and the feminine if it's going to be successful and to be charged and so I certainly believe, again, whether it's straight or gay, it doesn't really matter. There's been no greater source of pain or pleasure than uh, for us to experience as human beings than in our intimate relationships. And so for me personally, yeah, there's been years and uh, various relationships that all have been impacted by my jadedness, uh, me being disillusioned. I have lied to myself about what's truly important at times. I've made excuses. I've closed myself off from those who care about me. Um, I've certainly have settled for less than I was capable of and and also settled for less than what I deserve in to experience in, in love and in relationships. And so I think over the years, I've certainly at times down, downsized my heart. I've minimized my heart to avoid being hurt. I have distracted myself through becoming a workaholic or through various other distractions because I thought maybe somehow it would miraculously take care of itself and improve itself. You know, maybe she'll just knock on my door one day and, and appear, right? 
Um, and truth be told, the, the process that I have experienced since a divorce that I went through in 2010, that process of uncovering my fears, discovering who I really am in my, in my life, um, owning myself as a man has been the most intense and interesting one that I've could ever imagined. And so I'm excited to, to, to discuss today the, the real keys to, you know, creating a amazing, magnificent relationship. And I feel like at the end of the day, the quality of our relationships, the quality of the relationship that you deserve um, is, is going to be most affected and most powerfully influenced by your state, not your partner's state. And by state, I mean like your emotional state, your physical state, okay? If you really want a great relationship, you must constantly put yourself and your partner in a great state. And so that means you have to make sure that you take care of yourself. Uh, Because I remember with my parents, I think they're – well, there's a lot of stuff that was going on below the surface, right? (laughs) And if you've listened to me or if you know me, uh, you've heard the story. But if you don't, uh, my mom passed away in 2006 from cancer. Uh, A couple years after that, my father came out that he was gay. And she knew about it. Um, She knew about it before they were even married. It's a long story. I could probably get into it another episode. But uh, those were different times than there are now. Uh, and so I believe that, that because my mom ultimately knew that she wasn't gonna be able to get the love that she truly wanted from my father, she resorted to getting that type of unconditional love from having five children. And then jointly they settled for the breadcrumbs of connection, uh, by way of connecting via food. Like they were both foodies and they both loved to travel. And so they were both overweight over, over my lifetime, they were getting increasingly more out of shape and unhealthier, um, unhealthy, <laughs> such that it, that probably didn't contribute all that uh, positively to my mom's uh, failing health. And then shortly after my mom passed away, my father lost 120 pounds, and the quality of his life has been dramatically different ever since. And so that's what I'm talking about. It's awfully challenging to have an intimate relationship when you don't even have the energy to go up and down the stairs, you know, and uh, to, to go explore the world and to get outside and hike. Like those are the things that are going to bring the juice to your life, right? And so your emotional state, the, the single most important factor, I feel like, in influencing the quality of your relationship is your emotional state, like your physical state, which is what everything is filtered through. So when you have two people that are happy together, what do you have? You have a happy couple. But when you have two really unhappy people <laughs> together, it's, it's not hard to predict that you're going to have a really unhappy couple. And you know, in past relationships that I've been involved with, I have been in relationships where I have been deeply unhappy, not necessarily with the other person. I might be actually very happy with the other person. <laughs> with them being in my life, but I've been so unhappy with myself and how I've been showing up that has allowed me to, to show up unresourcefully and without any passion and without any excitement. And what did that do to impacting her experience? 
Well, guess what? It impacted her experience pretty dramatically. But she wasn't happy with herself either. And so it's not surprising that like attracts like. But at the end of the day, if you have two unhappy people, then you're not going to have a relationship that thrives. And in my case, you know, I've not had relationships that have survived because they weren't thriving. So the two areas that you really have to focus on in, in controlling your emotional and your physical um, state, if you will, is both your physiology, like how you use your body, like you go into the gym, you're always typically going to be walking out of the gym feeling more accomplished, more confident, feeling better about yourself. That's how you have to ch- you know, choose to pivot into a more resourceful uh, um, physical state. But then you also, the other area is your focus and your language. Like, again, the whole topic of where your focus goes, your energy flows. And if you're, on, if you're a victim mindset type person, if you are a scarcity mindset person, if the sky is always falling, if the relationship is never good enough, if you have expectations that you are never achieving, well, then chances are you're not going to be in a resourceful state. You're not going to be a happy person. And thus, it's going to dramatically impact your relationship. So you have to make sure that you take care of yourself. You have to eat healthy. You have to move your body. You have to make sure that you're investing yourself into things that make you excited and inspire you, right? Which also, of course, then affects your, your focus and the language you use and how you talk about life in general. But then the, on the other side of the coin, it's not only your state, but it's also the meaning you associate to things. So if you're going to be um, in an effective relationship, you have to understand what things mean, right? And, and how often in communicating with your significant other, when you get into you know, <laughs> uh, arguments is when there's a, just a, some form of miscommunication, you know, um, so being in a, a lousy state from the stress of work or the kids or family dysfunction or the finances, whatever the stress might be going on in life, like I said earlier, the stress oftentimes tends to, to block us. It tends to get us to shrink down and to minimize. And it, it also increases the probability that you're going to misinterpret your partner's intent. And I remember in past relationships, I'd often say, but that wasn't my intent. If, you, if, if my intent was actually malicious to hurt you, that would be one thing, you know? And so I look at intent often, I'm like, okay, I can be empathetic because you didn't mean to hurt me. But in other relationships I've had, I've, I've had partners who they didn't take into account intent. It's just like, you hurt me, F you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, gosh, this is going to be a struggle. And it was a struggle. So <clears throat> the truth is you have to find the empowering meanings um, rather than uh, giving disempowering meanings to things. So you, I think it's important that you look at the stories either of a relationship that you're currently in or relationships that you've been in the past and look at the stories because as I've said before, how you do anything is how you do everything. And if you are oftentimes looking for disempowering stories or disempowering meanings, you probably do that <laughs> across your entire you know, experience. And so there are certainly biochemical and physiological differences between women and men, right? As well as from between lesbian and, and gay men and women, right? 
So that's, that's why you still have to look at the polarity between individuals because they will be uh, coded. They will be wired differently, okay? So, you know, we have to make sure that we are interpreting language based on understanding the other gender or the other person across the table because oftentimes, like it says in Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus, um, you know, <laughs> the feminine will have pink uh, hearing aids and the masculine will have blue hearing aids and, and how we hear and interpret things are completely different um, than how the other person is intending just based off, off of our biochemical wiring, you know? And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's the important thing to look at is, you know, asking yourself what you're, what you're need, you know, how, what are you focusing on and, and what meaning are you associating it to? Cause I can, I can specifically remember two different failed relationships that I've been in over the years. One in which I sat down long, you know, long after, you know, the, the relationship had, had failed and. I was still somewhat friends with, with this woman and we were sitting down for dinner at an Indian restaurant and we were talking about kind of the things that we had learned and kind of being able to see it from a different perspective now that some of the emotion had you know fallen away. And at one point she said, <clears throat> no, at one point I said, like, I don't think this had anything to do with you. This had to do with my fears about not wanting to become my parents' relationship. And she said, oh my gosh, like, that's exactly been my biggest fear in our past relationship. And I was like, yeah, see, that's my point. Is like, I don't think it really had so much to do with our incompatibility as it did with my fear triggering your fear and your fear triggering my fear. And lo and behold, you know, the, the relationship didn't necessarily reconcile in the future, but it allowed me at least to see that <laughs> it has more to do with our individual stories and the meanings that we've given those stories that oftentimes will self-sabotage our relationships than it does with incompatibility um, between two people. And then my other relationship, uh, another gal, we sat down uh, a couple months after we had broken up um, just to kind of check in and see how things were going. And I kind of asked her like, what's, what is the story that you told or have told your friends and family about why we broke up. And she's like, no, I don't want to get into this. Like, I don't want to drag you through the mud and all this stuff. I was like, no, listen, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. What is it? And she told me. <clears throat> and over the course of about a half an hour, the more we got into it, the more I realized <laughs> that I'm like, listen, y- these facts that you made up are not true. This is a interpretation of your experience that isn't true. And in both scenarios of those two conversations I had with two women, one of them acknowledged that she had made a a made up. Well, they both ultimately acknowledged that they made a story up that convinced themselves out of love with me that allowed them to end the relationship. A story that they acknowledged at that point wasn't actually true. Now I say that and have I ever been guilty of it? Oh, hell yes. (laughs) We've all been guilty, I think, of creating stories and then we dig up evidence, right? It's like you go onto Google, you know, asking Google to to prove, you know, a theory of yours and you know on the internet you're going to find anything that's going to back up and validate your opinion on something, right? Well, our brains do the same freaking thing. So 
you've got to be really, really careful about, uh, you know, understanding the meaning. And then I think the, the deeper we go with this type of conversation, the more important it is for you to understand gender, you know, and it's not even just gender as it is just like the masculine, the feminine, the masculine, if you're more hardwired masculine, like I am, I, I'm probably what, let's just, I don't even know, but I'm making this up, right? Here's something else that I'm just kind of making up in terms of the story that I've created about myself. But let's just say I'm 70% masculine dominant and 30% feminine. Do I express both of those uh, throughout the day? Of course, right? But I will find chemistry with another female who's more hardwired feminine than she is masculine because those two polar energies will create spark and energy. And so you have to be really careful when you get into relationships that you don't just look through the lens of your own experience. And that's why I love books like The Five Love Languages, which if you haven't read that, I highly recommend it. Go take the, t- the free test on fivelovelanguages.com. So you start to see what, you know, the lens through which your significant other is viewing the world and what their needs are. And if you truly, truly want to be in a magnificent relationship, your needs, <laughs> I should say, the needs of your significant other have to become your needs. So if her needs are my needs and my needs are her needs and you really are coming from a place of rather than, uh, you know, scarcity and just looking out for each other's needs, uh, our own selfish needs, but you're really looking selflessly towards the needs of your significant other and they're doing that for you and you guys are, you know, working together to, to be a team, then there's no way, you know, you can't work through something and improve even when you have your, your differences and so I hope this has helped um, resonate and, and been able to give you some, some nuggets because that's the whole point of this whole podcast in general is to become practical psychologists so that we can see, oh, okay, that gives me a new insight into, you know, maybe some of my past relationships or the relationship that I'm in or this is why I do what I do because I believe that my whole life's trajectory has massively changed since I started delving into the area of personal growth, because through the understanding of, you know, of, of seeing why we do what we do, that allows me to, I guess in my logical brain, allows me to then understand and empathize and have more compassion and more love for others than I would normally. And through that, I've been able to increase <laughs> the fulfillment in my life. Because as I said at the very beginning of this episode, I feel like relationships is where all the juice is. Like, it's like going to a concert and going to a concert by yourself and being the only person in the audience. Like, that would be, you know, horrible. Like going to a sporting event without anyone else in the audience, you know, or in the crowd. It's like the the juice of life, of this human experience is through the magnification of sharing it, like my grandfather said, with other human beings. And so, so many of us, after we've been hurt enough times and we don't understand, we will shut down and we will (laughs) close ourselves off and isolate ourselves and go into a restriction mode where, you know, I'm just going to sign off relationships, I'm going to sign off men, I'm going to sign off women, you know, 
I'm going to go live off the grid in, in Canada and never see another human being, you know, for the rest of my life. That's, I'm being facetious, but you get what I mean. It's like, you have to be real careful that you don't start creating these beliefs about how men or women work. Um, when it's not so much, that's how it is. It's just that you've gotten so frustrated that you've given up on seeking the answers. And I hope that this podcast, this show over time will give you little tools, little nuggets to do even further depth and discovery into why you do what you do so that you can actually love yourself and be more empathetic with yourself and thus love and be more compassionate for all others. Cause I think that's at the end of the day, what this is all about, this whole experience is being able to love and heal and support all of us on this journey together. So hope that helps. Hope that supports you. If you have any questions or thoughts or comments, I would always love to hear them and have an awesome rest of your day. And that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for listening. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, I'd be honored if you'd share it on your favorite social platform. It also really helps to get the word out if you subscribe and leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Something you think we could be doing better? I love constructive feedback as it's always welcome. And please feel free to email me at podcast at johnnyking.com with any questions or concerns. I'm also available on Instagram at Johnny King or on Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been awesome. And we'll catch up with you next time. Peace. Peace.